0: So glad you're here tonight. Uh, We're going to start by reading a passage that we've read several times as we've been going through our gift series. And we're going to be talking about uh, exhortation tonight and encouragement. And we get this little glimpse in Romans chapter 12 of this kind of admonition for us to be people who encourage. So let's read Romans chapter 12 verses 3 through 8 as we start tonight. For by grace, the grace given to me, I say to every one of you... Do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith." If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it's to lead, do it diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And tonight we're going to focus in on that first part of verse 8. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. And as we talk about this gift tonight, I just want to encourage you Uh, exhort you as we talk through this, if anything stands out, if there's any phrases that stand out, if there's any words that stand out, as we look at the immensity of what this comment is, when you came in tonight, you were given a quarter sheet of paper, and I just want to encourage you to write some of those words down. Write down some of those phrases, because we don't want to be people who are just listening about exhortation and, and encouragement. We want to be people who are beginning to live that out. On the other side of this quarter sheet of paper, you'll see Uh, People to encourage Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday... We want to do that this week, and as we talk through some of these things tonight, I trust that there'll be moments where, as we talk through the specifics of what encouragement is, of what exhortation is, maybe people will be coming to mind. Maybe the Lord will give you a picture of someone's face or someone's name. Write those down, and as we live this week, we want to step into encouragement. We'll be talking a little bit more about that as we go through it, but I want to just start out with kind of thinking about exhortation and encouragement in our context. For 2015... Our objective, our mission is to disciple and equip every member of of City Beautiful Church in their spiritual gifts to serve the church and the world as part of a culture of honor. As we talk about that last phrase, culture of honor, we've kind of spot kind of thought about what that means and talked about what that means. But as we think about exhortation encouragement, this concept of being in the the midst of a culture of honor is integral to what the whole thing looks like. And we get a picture of this in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. In this chapter, uh, Paul is talking to the Corinthian church. And what he's actually talking about is a letter that he had previously written them. And in that letter, he had said some things that had hurt some people and had, had offended some people. And he's kind of, in some ways apologizing for this and talking them through it and talking about how even though it was painful at first, God kind of brought them through it and taught them things in the midst of it. And so what we see in this scene in 2 Corinthians chapter 7 is a community of people who are experiencing a little bit of pain and a little bit of hurt, and they've journeyed through that together. And in that, at the end of talking about all of that, Paul says this in verse 13, by all this we are encouraged. And there's this picture of them coming through this pain, of coming through this conflict to the other side and saying, Lord, through this process, we're not going to dishonor one another. We're not going to step away from one another. We're not going to reject one another. We're going to move to the other side. And when we come to the other side of that pain and of that conflict, we want to step into a deeper level of encouragement. And there's this guy, Titus, that had been sent to the Corinthians. So Paul is separate from them. He's written them a couple letters. But then there's this guy, Titus, who works in ministry alongside of Paul. And Paul sent as Paul sent Titus. And it's not only Paul who's been encouraged through the process here. It says this, in addition to our own encouragement, we were especially delighted to see how happy Titus was because his spirit has been refreshed by all of you. And it wasn't this thing where it's like, okay, whatever, we'll kind of go through the motions. No, Paul sent Titus to to accomplish some ministry objectives, and in the midst of that, these Corinthians, even though they were experiencing pain and conflict, reached out and they embraced Titus, and they encouraged Titus, and he received encouragement from the church in Corinth because the people were committed to this gift of exhortation, this same gift that's mentioned in Romans chapter 12, verse 8. And as we think about this tonight, as we think about exhortation, I want us to Take a moment here and pause and reflect upon what it must have been like for those people. And then ask how the Lord is moving in this way in our church community. Because as we talk about exhortation tonight, I want us to have this on the tips of our minds and spirits. Let's be a church that loves enough to call one another higher. Let's be a church that loves enough to call one another higher because we don't want to be people who are afraid to call one another higher. We don't want to be people who hold back our encouragement because of our pride or our selfishness or our fear of what people may think. I know that in my own life, there are moments where I think to myself, those people don't want to hear from me or I don't have a voice in their life. And because of my own fears, I don't step into the fullness of the things that God is revealing in and through me when it comes to encouraging and exhorting the church to be all we can be. So I know that maybe some of you have struggled with that same thing. Some of you have experienced different roadblocks or walls when it comes to this gift of encouraging others and exhortation. So I just want us to pause right here. Let's close our eyes. Let's picture that church in Corinth. That, pi- picture that church that was having conflict with Paul And they were having conflict with some of the things that he had said. And some of them had been deeply hurt. But in the midst of that, as the Lord brought them through it, there was a deep level of encouragement in their process. They honored one another. They believed that the Lord was going to work and bring them to the other side of their pain. And now as we think about this gift of exhortation in our church, in our lives, Let's just ask the Lord right now by the Holy Spirit to reveal in us moments that he's calling us into and ways that he's calling us into into being people who encourage and exhort and lift one another up. That we would be a church that's full of honor. That we would be a church who cares well for one another. Who believes in calling one another higher. Who moves beyond our fears and our reservations. So, Lord, would you, as we move through this together tonight, just instill in us a deep sense of awe of who you are, of peace as the Holy Spirit just permeates this room tonight, and of goodness as you encourage us, Lord, that we would encourage others. So, God, just speak a good word to each of us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're going to start by just moving into a place of trying to better understand what exhortation is. Maybe we come in here with some of of our own thoughts of what it is, or maybe we have kind of this nebulous understanding of what it is. Let's really look at what exhortation is tonight, and let's look at kind of our modern definition of it. Merriam-Webster, you know, we're going to do this definition thing, says this, that exhortation is to try to influence someone by words or advice, to strongly urge someone to do something. And that's kind of a simple definition, but as we look at the biblical use of this word, it becomes far more multifaceted and complex and beautiful about what what it means for us to be people who embody the gift of exhortation. And we're going to look at a lot of what this says in Scripture and kind of how these definitions come together from a biblical perspective, but I want to give us kind of a summary of what exhortation is before we move into the complexity of all these definitions. When we exhort... We call one another heavenward and encourage each other to move into places of hope and victory. When we exhort, we call one another heavenward and encourage each other to move into places of hope. In victory. And again, I just want to encourage you, maybe some of these words stand out to you, calling one another heavenward, encouraging, hope, victory. If any of those words stand out to you, just write those words down on this paper. If the Lord just brings to mind as we look at this, somebody who needs to be called heavenward, somebody who's in your life, that he's just stirring in you right now, write their name down so that we can encourage them this week, that we can exhort them this week. We want us to continue to kind of think through how we apply this as we talk about it. So, as we look at the biblical word, the word is parakaleo. And the first part of the definition is this to call to one side call for or summon. To call to one side, call for or to summon. Let's look at a few passages in scripture where we see this word used, this parakaleo word. Matthew 8, chapter 5 and 6. When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. That word asking is parakaleo, the same word that we use for exhortation and encouragement. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed, suffering, t- suffering terribly. There's this centurion who has someone he cares for in his life, and he's going to Jesus and he's saying, I beg you, I ask you, come with me because there's someone I care about. And I know if you come to me and you walk with me into this situation, that something beautiful will happen. Matthew chapter 14, 35 and 36, we see this again. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him. That word begged is parakaleo. And begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. Again, there's this deep kind of like impassioned desire. Please come. Come with me. Just let me touch the side of your cloak. Because I know in faith that if I can just do that, there'll be healing there. There's this deep asking and longing. And then finally in Matthew chapter 5 verse 4, we even see a kind of a, a deeper, beautiful angle of this word. Blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted. And that word comforted is translated from that word parcleo. So we have all of these pictures asking for help, begging Jesus, and finally they will be comforted. And all of these passages give us this picture of people who care deeply for other people, and they want to go to those people and call them in just to be by their side. And when we think about this word exhortation, we have to recognize in these passages, we we see kind of this practical use of the word, but there's something so much deeper. And it's this exhortation must flow from a deep care for and desire to be with people. At the end of the day, our words mean nothing if we don't have a deep love for one another. And every piece of exhortation has this beautiful picture of Jesus drawing in the morning into his side, calling us to be next to him. I'm going to go to you in your morning, in your painful place, and I'm going to embrace you with everything that I am. And these people who are going to Jesus and they say, Jesus, we're in a place of desperation. Will you please just come and be with us? And in the midst of that desire, we see the truth, the heart of exhortation. That it's not just these words that I've assembled, these words I've amassed. There's a deep longing that comes from the Holy Spirit and the character of God inside of me that says, I want you to be where I am. I want to call you upward. I want to go to heaven with you. Take me there. And so that is the heart of exhortation, this beautiful love for people. And we continue to look at this definition, this definition of this word parakaleo. The second half of it is this, to address, to speak to, to call upon, uh, which may be done in a way of exhortation, entreaty, comfort, instruction. We see admonish, to exhort, to beg, entreat, beseech, to strive to appease by entreaty, to console. To encourage and strengthen by consolation, to comfort, to receive consolation and comfort. I love this. It's like simultaneously, I'm going to you and I'm comforting you. But it's also the same word means to receive it from other people. Talk about that a little bit more in just a second. To encourage, strengthen, exhort, and comforting, encouraging, to instruct, to teach. And we see kind of all of these multifaceted definitions of what this word parakaleo means. And it's this beautiful reality that it's not just us saying words. It's not just us saying good things. There's this deep longing and care for people because we've gone and been with the Lord and we've experienced him in a deep place of intimacy. And our sole desire, because we care for people so much, is to say, you, come be by my side." as we walk together into Jesus. And there's this beautiful picture of us just walking alongside of one another. And that, for us, I think we've carried this phrase with us for so long, illuminates in the the light of exhortation this phrase that's at the beginning of our mission statement. Together, we encourage, challenge, and equip one another to recognize and live in God's presence. I'm with you. You're with me. I'm in God's presence. And I'm calling you alongside of me. I want you to come into my side. And I'm going to encourage you and challenge you and equip you the whole way through the process. Process, as we walk together in this process. So that kind of summary after all of that, because we just talked about a whole lot, um, kind of circling back around to that summary that we talked about at the beginning. When we exhort, we call one another heavenward and encourage each other to move into places of hope and victory. There's this deep longing for people that comes from the heart of God. We take on God's heart for the people around us. And because we have God's heart for one another. God's heart for us is that we would all step into the fullness of heaven, the fullness of our identity in Jesus, and we're encouraging each other to move into places of hope and victory all along the way. And so tonight, I don't want us to just talk about exhortation. I want us to experience it. So Janae is going to come share a little bit of a testimony of something that she experienced this week. So you guys welcome her.
1: Hey, everybody. Um, okay, so like two weeks ago, I was in Nashville, and I was at a church, and I saw so many people come to know Jesus, and like the genuine lost. like this is the cool church, everyone in Nashville is going, and these people who've never actually encountered Jesus encounter him for the first time, and I sat there like a little child, and just like wept, and was like, God, I'm so hungry for this, I don't want to just have a ministry to Christians, I want to have a ministry to the lost, people who've never encountered you before, and I was like, God, bring it to me, and I just simply asked for it, and so I wasn't even home two days. Um, Last Sunday, I play piano at a church, and I basically, um, after the service, had this girl come up to me and was like, this lady's been walking around looking for you everywhere and showing everyone your picture, and so I go find her. I'm like, hi, I'm Janae. She's like, hi, can you sit down? I was like, uh, Sweet. Uh yeah, let's go over here. Um and she shows me this picture of this random man. She's like, Have you ever met this man before? And I was like, No, I've never seen him in my life. And then she scrolls over and shows us a picture of if you click on see friendship on Facebook, it's my photo, his photo, and then it says you and Janae Shirley. Well, this lady doesn't know much about Facebook and she thought that we were in a relationship. I have no clue why. This is her husband. So basically her husband had been having an affair on her and she thought that I was his mistress and called me out after church. Um, So I had a decision of being like, you wouldn't believe how the devil attacked me today. Or I could be like, God, how are you setting me up for an opportunity? And this lady clearly was just like so emotionally distressed and was shaking. And within five minutes of her telling me this whole story of how he has this mistress, um, but he broke up with her, but she doesn't know who it is. I just looked at her and I was like, listen, I don't know how much my words mean to you right now. You just thought I was your husband's mistress. Um, But can I pray over you? And she just like melted, and she was like, you're just like your mother. And I was like, what? (laughs) How do you know my mom? She had apparently Googled my name, and my dad's name came up. She was trying to find me. So my dad's name came up. She showed up to Discovery Church, and this lady has never been to church a day in her life. And she sits through the service, and she waits to talk to the pastor's family. She talks to my mom for an hour, and within, like, five minutes, my mom looks at her, and she's like, I can assure you that my daughter is not having an affair with your husband. And I know why you came here, why you think you came here, but let me tell you why you actually came here. And she was like, God is drawing you to himself. And this lady just melted. My mom like straight up laid out the gospel to her, took her through scripture. The lady just went from anxiousness to peace so quickly. Um, So my mom was like, you know what? I want you to be reassured, though, so I want you to meet my daughter because my daughter will gladly, like, gracefully accept you. Um, and she, my mom just trusted me with her, and so she, my mom sent her over to me, and so I talked to her, and I ended up praying over her, and I was just, like, declaring things over her. I was like, you will have a faithful marriage. This is what you were created for. You will have covenant. And I was just, like, speaking restoration over their marriage, and this lady's, like, looking at me at the corner of her eye, like, who is this girl? Um So basically, like I gave her a hug and she was like, okay, well, we'll keep in contact. She wanted to file a police report. Because she doesn't understand Facebook. But I'm like, sure, I'll look for an excuse to get together with you again. So they schedule my parents and her and myself 11 a.m. the next day on Monday. I actually came to church that night, and I looked at Cole, and I was like, this lady's going to receive Jesus. Like, I'm 100% positive, and I was fully, you couldn't convince me of otherwise. I told Ashley, I was telling everybody, I was like, guys, she's going to receive Jesus. And I was just declaring it. So they, we're in the office, at my dad's office, and she gets out of the car, and she's actually, with her husband and her husband is fully repentant like begging her to forgive him and they walk in and they're holding hands and they look at my parents and they say we both agreed we don't want to file a police report but what we want is God come on so we like read them we just took them through so much scripture and we just like laid out the gospel and this lady looked at my mom and she said yesterday when you said I having Jesus in your heart I didn't know what you meant and she was like but all day I asked myself what does that mean and today I woke up and I said I want that and so we sat there in this office and led these people to Jesus and they were crying not only is God restoring them individually he's restoring their marriage and my mom texted me this morning and said Janae this whole family with their kids are all sitting together worshiping in church for the first time together come on he's restoring a family so do you want me to keep going so okay
0: so um you know let's let's put this um this phrase back up here on this kind of summary Um, that we, when we exhort, we call one another heavenward and encourage each other to move into places of hope and victory. And Janae's testimony is that for us by just like hearing the story of what God's doing in and through her. But I just, I told her, I wanted her to come and actually like literally call us heavenward by encouraging us to move into places of hope and victory. So there's power in her story, but I also want her to take a moment just to call us heavenward to exhort and encourage us.
1: Yeah. um, So last time I had people put their hands on each other, their shoulders, but actually just, you know, what? all I did was ask for encounters. I just simply asked God, bring it to me. And so I just want to call us out. If you this week are asking God for an encounter, I want to encounter giving heaven. I just want to ask you to stand up and I'm going to pray over you this week. We're just asking for even one encounter that we can release heaven over someone. Everyone stands up. Seriously, no, it's we are not looking down on you if you do not stand up. We love authenticity and honesty. All right, so let's just, like, lift our hands. Or just put them out and let's just receive. I just declare this week that every single person standing up in faith will have encounters sent to them. That people who are searching for answers, I've, I declare that the desperate will come to you and every word that you speak will fall so fresh on them and that there will be supernatural, supernatural just understanding of what you're saying. That this story of Jesus will not sound like a fairy tale, but it will be like, oh my, gosh, I've been searching for this my whole life. I knew this existed. I declare that if the sick come to you, that there will be a power and authority over you to release Mm -hmm. heaven because sickness does not belong in heaven. Mm -hmm. I declare people who don't know their identity in Jesus will, your words will carry such Mm -hmm. understanding that when you tell them you are worth something, they actually believe it for the first time. I just declare that you were created to walk in the cool of the day with God and to be in pleasure with God. Whatever you're doing, your work is not your identity. Mm -hmm. Your identity is a son or a daughter in the Most High God. And so, and I just say this too, like there, I just... Ask for an awakening of a hunger of scripture mm. that your mind is so conformed to the reality of the God of the universe that you can't be convinced of otherwise. That it's the only reality that you know. I ask for just an uprooting of things that you've been told your whole life, conditions mm. yeah. that you you know have been told even through church, that you've been told through people. And I ask for God's opinion to completely trump man's opinion mm. that we will be so rooted that you will, man, I just, there's this lady, she's a worship leader, and she just keeps singing, come up here and see the things the way that he sees. Mm. That everything that you encounter, that you will see the way that he sees every situation you enter. It's a, it's a time for hope and what mm. the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good. And so just receive it in faith. Just say, I just want you to repeat after me, God, I ask for an encounter this week.
0: God, I ask for an encounter this week.
1: Thank you in advance.
0: Thank you in advance. Amen. 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 Thanks. Yeah. Um. Let's just thank God for Janae. Bless her. Yeah. yeah. And so when we step into this process of exhortation, it's not just a thing. As we've talked about with all of these spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts are inherently spiritual. They require, they necessitate intimacy with God, relationship with the Holy Spirit. And exhortation isn't just speaking out. Exhortation is embodying the nature of God. Exhortation is embodying the nature of God, reflecting him to one another. In Romans 15, 5, it says this, May the God who gives endurance, and encouragement, that word there, encouragement, parakaleos, give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And there's this picture of first the Lord giving us endurance and encouragement, and then us having that same attitude and mind toward one another so that we can call one another into that same thing that God is already exhibiting to us. Again, in 2 Corinthians 1, 3 and 4, we see the same idea. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us, that's the same word, comforts us in all of our troubles so we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. And so it's this process of us embodying the character and nature of God as we experience encouragement and comfort from Him. We then become that in the lives of other people. And we see this this reality at work that there is the true that our words have the life of, uh, the power of life and death, Proverbs 18, 21. The tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. And so if you and I step into a relationship with other people, we bring the realities of the Lord that we've experienced as he's encouraged and comforted us and the words we speak literally have the power to bring people life or to bring people death. And so as we talk about exhortation, as we talk about encouragement and these words that we're speaking out We're not just talking about learning to do something. We're not talking about acquiring a skill. What we're talking about is being people who embody the character of God in the things that we say, in the love and compassion we have for other people, in literally becoming the representation of God's encouragement and comfort through us to the world around us. You and I carry a great power as we talk about and understand the spiritual gift gift of exhortation. And then we see this at work. The cycle of exhortation is the means by which we rise into greater levels of maturity and encounter. And so as you and I step into places of intimacy with God, we experience him there and then we step into relationship with other people. And as we do that, we ex- we, we speak exhortation. We speak life a, over other people. That in turn lifts them up to allow them to go, go to a place beyond where we are. They then experience that of the Lord and they come back in they exhort us they speak that over us lifting us up and we see this upward spiral as you and i step into a place of courage as we move into relationship and intimacy with the lord and then speak it out over one another When we choose to give and receive exhortation, we share in one another's growth. As we honor the growth of someone else, they come to us, they exhort us, they encourage us. If we have the humility to receive that, we begin sharing in their growth. Their growth becomes our growth because of the spiritual gift of exhortation. Yeah? So what that doesn't mean is that we become lazy people, which I think oftentimes is really easy for us to do. I'll let all of those people, the other 150 people in the room tonight, I'll let them pursue the Lord on my behalf, and I'll just sit here. And when they rise, maybe I'll rise by osmosis or by association, That's not the way it works. You and I pursue the Lord together, and the more each of us steps into a place of intimacy through discipline and pursuit and affection and desire, we rise together. Our church will be the sum of, the the multiplication of our combined pursuit of the Lord together as we call one another upward. And so part of that is being willing to receive from one another. So I'm going to ask my Friend Ryan to come up here. Ryan lives out on the west side. Go ahead. Yeah. Ooh. They like you. You got some fans. I don't know half
2: of the people that are clapping, but that's right. awesome. Yeah. I love it.
0: Uh, so Ryan lives out on the west side, and they're actually hosting an event this weekend and um, other things. So you just talk yeah. for a little
2: bit. Thank you. Um, yep. Yeah. First of all, I'm just like wanted to say I'm just so honored to be here with you guys. I'm here with a couple, a uh, couple of the crew that lives on the west side of town, Okoe Winter Garden side. Um, there's about 12 of us. We now live in like two houses in the same neighborhood, and we're just like simply, like we just God put faith in our hearts to believe again for our city. I mean, that, that's just what it came down to. Like God just like inserted faith in our heart and His dream over the city again, and faith to actually believe for change. So we've committed to live together and stir one another up daily to like really see this thing happen, you know? Like when God like speaks, there's like our part of partnering with God in that dream. We Mm. see that all throughout the scriptures. It's like partnering with the prophecy, you know? Like just because someone prophesies something really good about you, that doesn't necessarily mean that's actually gonna happen. Until Mm. you partner with it, Mm. you lay hold of it, and you actually commit to live like you believe that. So um, that's kind of what we did. Like we just felt like a simple, believing God again for our city, And that's why I'm so excited to be here with you guys because we feel so privileged to have relationship with some of you guys. Friendship hasn't really honestly been that long that we've had relationship with you guys. So the few times that we've been able to be here with you, I've been a part of some of Cat's worship teams here. And every time I'm here, I just feel like so much agreement Mm. in the spirit and in the heart of your family. Mm. And it excites me And this this whole past year, we've only been living together for about a year now. We have a prayer meeting every Monday night. And I just want to let you know, we've committed to pray for you and City Beautiful, this family, for a year now. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, God will not let us overlook you in the place of prayer. Mm -hmm. And we so believe in who you are as a family and your identity and your influence in the city. And we so believe in that. And we've just like simply chosen to be your biggest cheerleaders. We may, we may not be here every Sunday night, but like we're like jumping for joy and groaning in the place of prayer, believing over like over your family. Um, so I had no clue that tonight was the night of, of teaching on exhortation. Um, Lander texted me today, just today, and asked me if I would share about the event this weekend, which, I, which, which I'll get to in a second. But he texted me. I was like, yeah, I had other plans, but yeah, absolutely. I, felt, I just felt like I was supposed to be here. And I, spelled, I felt, sp- spent about 15 minutes with the Lord. I felt like he just wanted to talk to me for 15 minutes about tonight. And I came downstairs, and I told Daniel, I was like, I feel like God has a word of exhortation that he wants me to to share tonight. And I use that word, and that's not normally a word I use. I mean, who, who says ex? I, 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 I want to exhort you. Yeah. I mean, it... It's, I mean, it's encouragement. But I said exhort, which which was interesting. And then I come here, and then Ryan said, "Oh, uh, Cole's teaching tonight on the gift of exhortation," and I just felt, I just felt like, whoa. Hmm. I said, "Yeah, I'm supposed to share this." So I just wanted to share with you like what I felt simply like God was saying over you guys, just to encourage you. Hmm. Um, And I just pray that you would just receive it um, as I feel like it's just from the Lord. And I felt like He was saying to you, like, "City beautiful, I have anointed you to be culture shifters." I've anointed you to carry change that people are actually longing for. Like in Romans, it says creation—it's groaning, literally creation's longing for the for the um, the rising up or the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God in the earth. Creation's actually groaning, and they 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 put a mask on like they have it all together, but they don't. Creation's actually longing for, the, for a change. Creation's actually longing for the gospel that you carry. You know, and like we're in downtown Orlando and like all over the city, people walk around like they have everything together, but they don't. See past the mask, see past the facade and see the heart and know that he said creation's groaning. And he's called you not to fit into normality. He's not called you to slip in to normality and go with the flow of the way things are going in the culture, but he's actually called you as a family to go against the grain. Mm. He's calling you to pioneer for his kingdom Mm. and pioneering is hard work. It's not easy. He's not called you to something easy. Mm. And even when it's tempting, and I feel like it has been tempting to slip into normality because normality is so easy to go with the flow. Mm. Even when it's been tempting, I feel like you've, he's not allowed you to find satisfaction in that. But there's only satisfaction in walking in who you are as a family. So I just encourage you, be who you are. You know, city beautiful, the city is groaning for the gospel that you carry. And there's a reason why you gather in the heart of downtown Orlando. So this weekend, Thursday night, all day Friday and all day Saturday... Um, we're partnering with our friends from the west side of, of, of the country in California, um, and we have a privilege to, have, to be friends with, with this crew. They're known as the Circuit Riders. They, they ride with um, uh, YWAM and, and um, some of the House of Prayer guys out there, Lou Wingo out there, uh, Justice House of Prayer. Um, just an amazing crew. And they're coming over here and partnering with us. When I say us, I'm not talking about our house. I'm talking, I'm talking about the church of, of Orlando. They're coming and partnering with, with us and believing God over our city. So Thursday night, all day Friday, all day Saturday, we're calling it the commission. And we feel like coming together and collaborating as a city. Local churches from all over the, the city were saying, will you come and gather together nameless and faceless under the banner of love in the name of Jesus to believe together for this shift? Because it's, it's going to take all of us. Mm. And I feel like we've realized that, that like us trying to do it at, uh, on our own as as little individual pockets of, of communities, it just doesn't get the job done. Mm. But something happens when we come together in collaboration in the spirit of unity and the bond of peace. Mm. So we feel that. So Thursday night is going to take place at YWAM, the youth with a mission base out in, in, in Claremont, which is about, I would say maybe 20, 30 minutes from here, worth the drive. All day Friday, all day Saturday at the Orlando House of Prayer mission base. And they've just just been so awesome to open up their facilities to host this gathering. And we're just believing God for an activation. This is not a conference of information, but it's a coming together of activation because it's time to get activated. It's time to do, you know, yeah. like Cole was saying, enough words. Let, let's start doing, hmm. you know. So um, I, I don't know. I think they put yeah, the the um, the the website on there. You can register on there. And there's also an amazing video on there that you can share via Facebook, via Instagram or whatever, just to kind of get the word out. And we just feel like as many people that can gather there will definitely be blessed. So, yeah, th- just thank you guys again you. for allowing me the time and to be here with you. Um, yeah, you guys are awesome. Thanks,
0: yeah. thank thank yeah. man. Mm. So, so let's just take a moment um, to pray for what, what these guys are stepping into this weekend and inviting us into and just ask the Lord to give us some wisdom there. Um, each of us as we consider this opportunity. So Lord, we love you. We praise you. We just, uh, we just bless Ryan. We bless our friends, um, our brothers and sisters who are part of the things that are happening um, there on the west side. And Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to be one uh, under the banner of Jesus. God, we trust you for this weekend um, that you would gather those that you're calling into a deeper place with yourself. God, that you would... Um, We know that you have a plan, we know that you have an agenda, and so we just agree with them that, uh, that all of us are surrendered to whatever it is you would have, which we know far outweighs any of our, our human plans or expectations. God, we pray for these people um, who are coming from, from California. God, we pray that you continue to speak to them very specifically about what it is that you would have them to speak over our city and the people in the church of our city. And God, we trust you in all of this. We ask that you would lead and guide uh, this entire process and this entire journey together. We love you and we praise you in In Jesus' name, amen. So I just want to quickly end with this. Um, asking the question, what's the purpose of exhortation? And ultimately, it's to call one another up. We've talked about this idea, calling one another heavenward. In Romans 15, 4, it says this, for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. That word again, encouragement, that word is the word that we've been talking about all night. And through the scriptures, we have hope. And as you and I talk to one another as we exhort one another it's toward the agenda of hope it's for the purpose of hope and as we think about this word encouragement it literally means that you and i would come into relationship with one another and as the result of the words that we exchange and the presence of the holy spirit that we exchange we would be people who have more courage that we would be people who are bold to step into the fullness of the things that god has called us into and has created us for and as I talked about this this week to to Janae and Lander, Janae said something I think was really kind of a great summary of what all of this is, and that's its encouragement is not empty flattery; it makes people courageous. Encouragement is not empty flattery; it makes people. Courageous, and those are the kinds of people we want to be. This thing that happened out here as we walked in, and the confetti and the cheering and the noisemakers, like all that stuff is so beautiful, and we want to be people who celebrate one another well. And I hope you were encouraged by that. But that's just like the small seed of what exhortation looks like. That's just the beginning place of what true exhortation is. And honestly, I think that the atmosphere in this room as we worshiped in the first set of worship tonight was different because of the small seed that was deposited as we walked in tonight. As we celebrated one another, there was this, this freeing that we're allowed to step into as we came into this room. And there was a greater level of freedom even as we worshiped. And that's just a small seed of the totality of what it means for us to be people who are in intimacy with God, listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit and communicating those words to the people around us so that we can truly step into the fullness of who it is that we're called to be. This Wednesday, Ryan mentioned at the beginning of the night, um, is our first Wednesday of the month, and every first and third Wednesday of the month, we get together to worship, and not only worship, to practice the things that we're talking about in this room tonight. And so I encourage you to join us this uh, Wednesday night at 7.30 at our Alden space, and I'll call it our Alden space, because I'm hoping and praying that, Lord, this week we can actually call that ours. So keep praying for that. But uh, go ahead. All right, go ahead. Whoop! It's been a long time since we've given a whoop, right? Let's give a whoop. One, two, three. All right, good. Uh, So this Wednesday night at 730, we'll be practicing exhortation, getting with the Lord, being intimate with him, asking the Holy Spirit to give us words for one another that we can truly exhort one another. We'll be doing that this Wednesday at 730. I hope you'll join us for that. We want to do this in the lives of six people. There were maybe 250 people here tonight, times six, whatever that is. We have the opportunity to exhort 250 times six people this week. So again, as we continue to worship, if you haven't written down six names, I wasn't able to do this in the first gathering. Like, let's be intentional about writing six names here and every day this week. Let's encourage and exhort someone, not just by saying good and nice things, but by listening to the Holy Spirit on their behalf and saying, Lord, what do you want to say to this person this week to call them heavenward into a place of hope and victory? So let's fill this out. Let's, let's ask the Lord to give us six names as we worship. Um, and let's stand. I want to just pray for us to receive the gift of exhortation tonight. Just kind of that posture again that kind of Janae invited us into of open-handedness. Lord, we believe that your Holy Spirit is our author and our our security and that tonight, God, we uh, just welcome your Holy Spirit into our lives, into our spirits, that we would be people who embody the fullness of what it means to exhort and encourage one another. God, I pray that you would instill in each of us a deep level of exhortation this week and that we would be people who speak literal life literal life into the people that we encounter this week, That is a result of coming into contact with the people in this room tonight, people would have more life. So God, that's what we ask for tonight, and we, uh, we just ask that your spirit would lead us into that.